Hey guys, this is Babs Tar, artist of Batgirl, and you're listening to Lost at Home Podcast. Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Um, anyway. Wow, yeah. These are good. Wow. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Scott. How hey, you doing? Uh, what, what are you doing over there, Jer? Oh, this little thing? Yeah. Not much, just uh, eating some dicks. Yeah, it looks like you have a, you have a bag full of a dicks in your hand. Oh, bag full. Do you want a, we want a dick? I, I would love a dick. You want a dick? Uh, can I have um, a black one? You have a black dick if you want. They're oh, black. it's not quite black. It looked black blacky with all the other colored ones. And you get up close and it's green, just like always. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I mean. So, people out there are wondering, why are they just eating? Why are you doing that? Um, mm. This is, uh, I'm eating a bag of dicks sent to us uh, from Jason Northrup, even though uh, he sent it from an anonymous... Uh, group, what is it? Bagofdicks.com. It's uh, well, if you go on, Eat a bag of dicks. If, if you go on Twitter, it's at mail a bag of dicks. Okay. And yep. uh, yeah, they're basically eatabagofdicks.com. They I think send we talked you, about these on the show once. About seven episodes ago, I think now, maybe six. We uh, we mentioned this company and how they have this weird little revenge thing where they will mail you a bag of gummy uh, dicks yeah. in the mail. Uh, if someone requests that, and it's actually pretty cheap, pretty reasonable service, and yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, they're just like gummy bears, they're shaped like dicks. It's pretty much probably like from a surplus of um, you know, like a, a, a bachelorette uh party store or something. And they're just like, hey, we got to get rid of these. They're almost poisonous. <laughs> and then this company was like, fuck, we'll find a reason to use them. So now you can mail a bag of dicks to somebody anonymously. All and if you want, you can tell them. blind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send these dicks to other people. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Jason, for sending this bag of dicks our way. Uh, we yeah, really and if anyone's curious, this is, a, this is an East Coast company coming out of Boston, Mass. And uh, their, their tagline on Twitter is, mail an ex-girl or boyfriend a-hole boss or enemy an anonymous sent wow. package with a bag of penis gummies <laughs> and a that, note saying eat a bag of dicks it did it did come with a big note that said eat a bag of dicks on it um, you kept that right yeah yeah it's at the office actually I forgot to bring because i have everything shipped to my office which is great because i open that up and there's a big eat a bag of dicks sign um but uh it's it's interesting you read like that's those are the only reasons you can send it because i don't think i'm any of those to jason i think he just wanted to send the show a bag of dicks but maybe i don't know maybe i'm i'm one of those maybe i'm an enemy interesting according to their twitter feed um this is from last month on the 20th went out for thirsty thursday and returned to the first five orders of our career three ex-girlfriends one asshole boss and one landlord I don't think you were any of those. <laughs> I, I guess I don't, maybe Jason considers me an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you one of Jason's ex-girlfriends? We used to snuggle and watch Paul Rudd movies. It, yeah, it was, and you, you know, once charged him to stay at your house. and um, I think it was the other way around. I moved in with him. Oh, uh, okay. So he was really probably closer to my landlord, even though we had a landlord. But we did snuggle a lot, and uh, we used to mutually masturbate each other to Paul Rudd movies. Oh, who doesn't? Paul Rudd's a god. Oh, my God. He is... Oh my Paul Rudd. That's, all <laughs> That's what I should have said, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now uh 
Not to bury the lead for this episode, but from anyone oh. who uh, saw the title and the, the, or the, the show to the pick intro. or listen to the intro knows that we have a special episode this week. And we've been teasing it for a while because we've been anticipating this episode for like 10 episodes Well, this now. was supposed to be uh, episode 60, but there were a few scheduling conflicts to push this interview uh, all the way up to episode 65. Yeah. Uh, but we have Babs Tar, artist for DC Comics. She is uh, currently working on Batgirl with the New 52 and is a well-respected and well-loved artist in the world of comic books. For good reason. Uh, her work, if you would like to find a broader sampling than just her Batgirl stuff, uh, a simple Google image search will bring up a myriad of amazing pictures. Uh, a lot of them poster art style. Uh, Sailor Moon, I gotta say, one of my favorites of hers. Uh, she's redone Sailor Moon several times in punk fashion, which is amazing. She even was nice enough to send my wife uh, uh, this just beautiful Sailor Moon t-shirt uh, with her art on it, of course. Not just a random Sailor Moon t-shirt. <laughs> it's like, like somebody, she stole it from somebody on Yeah, she stole it from Hot Topic. <laughs> Like, don't tell anybody the heat's on. Like, it's not hard to steal from Hot Topic in warmer weather. Their mascara starts bleeding into their eyes <laughs> and they can't see. It. Uh, All right. But um, but no, it was a custom drawn and made, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was quite beautiful. Yeah. And I, I thank you very much, Babs. Uh, but without further ado, uh, let's jump right into the interview. Hi, Babs. Thanks for uh, joining us this afternoon. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. Um, fan of your work, I gotta say. I've been reading the new uh, 52 Batgirl, and I really like the new direction it's taken, both uh, story and art-wise. Um, I've been a fan of your work, actually, for a while, and I didn't even realize this uh, through Pinterest and various other uh, you know, visual social medias. I actually had a bunch of your work saved up at one point. <laughs> I'm a sleeper. That's what they call that. Ah, yes. <laughs> but uh, for the audience here, you've been working on uh, Batgirl since issue number 35. Yep, yep. And you are the current artist. And when I say yeah. artist, you're you're the penciler and the inker? Yeah, um, Cameron, because I'd never done comics before Batgirl. Um, Cameron's been doing amazing layouts for me and kind of like Mr. Mayogging me into like being a good comic artist. So I've been like, penciling and inking on top of these layouts that he's been doing for me. But from the eight pager, the preview and 41 and on, whoops, it's going to be all me. So oh, okay. I'm really nervous, but he's, he's not going to let me put out anything bad because right. he's going to fix it. <laughs> so you, you need I, to think, put the, I, feel, I feel not too worried about it. And hopefully the, I'll just like put the training wheels back like, on. Wax on and off enough. And I'll just like no karate. Hopefully. <laughs> Um, well, we look forward. Actually, that's interesting to to actually know because I'll be curious to to take a look side by side a little bit now that you've uh, you've let that out. Yeah, if uh, actually it's gonna be different. <laughs> as part of our homework for this show, you know, we of course you know looked into more of your work and a little bit of your background, and we actually listened to some of the other interviews you've done, and I had to nix a ton of my questions because I realized that everyone asks you the same stuff, like how did you get to DC Comics? How did you do this? And I hate to do this again, but at least for a brief overview for our listeners, um, how exactly did you end up at DC Comics? Yeah, um, so I had never pursued comics ever before, and I was just doing my illustration work and um, freelancing and working at a game studio, and Cameron Stewart emailed me out of the blue and was like, hi, I don't know if you know who I am, which of course I knew who he was because he has great art. And I was like, and he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I might be doing this book for DC. Like, would you be interested in like doing the interiors or whatever? 
and I like, you know, I, I, I was of course very flattered and excited, but also like, okay, guy, like, like, let me know when DC wants to hire me, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> my work looked nothing like what they were publishing on top of like zero experience. So I was like, okay, Cameron Stewart, like, sure, let me know when that all works out. Yeah, count me in, you know? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it I said it. yes, like, not really thinking that it was going to happen, but, like, interested to see, you know, what would happen. Right. Um, and slowly but surely, I kept getting emails from him, and it's like, oh, like, this is the progress we're at now. And, like, because he hadn't even had the book officially, like, when he emailed me, and he's like, you know, eventually he sent me an email. I was like, it's down to two people. And I was like, that's when I was like, what? Uh, what? You know? And, um, that, that's would almost, when, like, that would make it worse one. if you didn't get it, too. You'd be like, oh, I knew that it was just one other person. <laughs> so oh, close. Come on. <laughs> but still, it would have been like, it still would have been like absurd for them to give it. I still would feel like it would have been absurd for them to give it to me at that point either way. But still, like, yeah, I started freaking out. And, um, uh, I got an email from an editor not too long after that, and she was like, "She was like, oh, do you have any sequential work?" And I was like, "Like, lady, I know you know I don't have sequential work. Like, I know Cameron's talked to you." And I was like, "No, but if you give me a chance, like, I'd love to, like, you know, attempt something so you guys can see like what I'm capable of at least. Like, I'd love to do some test pages." So I uh, had Cameron. He like wrote wrote me up a little two page script. And I, like, drew according, you know, the script that he wrote me. And, like, it was, like, two pages. Like, one was, like, a really cute, you know, like, Babs, like, getting out of bed and go- walking out the door. And then the other one was, like, her, like, walking down the street and getting to, like, a, a skirmish on the street. And, like, the girl doing normal cute girl things, like, I had that nailed. Like, that looked pretty good. But, like, the fight stuff I had, like, mm-hmm. never drawn before. So that was, like, rougher. And Cameron kind of, like help me like jazz it up a little bit and make it make sense. Like choreographing a fight. Yeah. (laughs) And then I sent that in. And then um, the very next day after I sent it in, I got offered Batgirl. Oh, that's That's amazing. Yeah. So like, I feel bad when people are like, oh, like, how did you get into comics? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I didn't try at all. You know, it's 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 a sort of uh, uplifting story for other people, but at the same time, you know, you you always want to tell people like, oh, you know, you drive a day, do this, and you know, pay attention, and you know, look at all these people. So it's kind of like you kind of have to weigh you that, know, you know. And my style really fit fit the new vibe. Like they knew, like I got the job because I like I had this distinct style that I worked really hard on. So if you think about it that way, like I did work really hard to get the job right. in a lot of ways, but. And um, I think it's cool that DC's really like breaching breaching out to like higher artists like that maybe have more of an illustration or animation background and like are really producing these like 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 interesting fun comics like I feel like it's kind of been so one note for a while you know and now there's like but indie looks are kind of like getting into the mainstream because they feel you know they see that those have value. Well, in, in the the style I also feel is one of the hardest things. I mean, that's something you can't really teach somebody. Whereas if somebody has a really nice style, you can kind of Miyagi them through, you know, the uh, you know layouts and you know. Kinda yeah, because it's just them. it's just rules you follow, right? Yeah, right like you yeah. can, things you gotta like keep it, in your head while you're working, and that's exactly what's happening right now with me and Cameron. Like, I'm like attempting layouts, and then like every time I mess up, I learn something new, and then I have that under my belt, and I bring it with me going forward. And 
hopefully I'll just like everything will start to click. Yeah, like I, I was reading uh, one of Cameron's uh, devices for storytelling is Batgirl has this uh, insane memory where she can basically see everything that's happened before in this like blue layout. And I yeah. gotta, I gotta say, based on the art that you did before, uh, it must have been something to learn how to draw like all these almost like schematic layouts of like apartments and streets and other vistas. Yeah. It's definitely different. Like, and like I said, like Cameron had done a lot of the heavy lifting on those. Uh, not only on the first couple issues where they were like the layouts I was getting were like very detailed, and I was like, I was like Cameron, you can just you can relax a little. Like I don't mind, but you don't have to work as hard if you don't want to. You know, like I don't mind, but you know, because I like I felt bad that he was doing so much work, and like once I turned in my first couple issues, and he saw like like I could do I could carry my own weight, like he kind of like slowly loosened up on the layouts. So like the ones I got for the first issue. They're like very different than the like the scribbly ones I got for like the last issue because he like like I learned a lot from the first one to the last one. Yeah, yeah. loosen up a little bit. When the trade comes out, like check out the first, you know, the first arc and the last one. Like I feel like I kind of like like I improved a lot like just between those six issues. So I'm excited to see where I'm going to be like a year from now or two years or you know it'll be cool. Yeah, I I like it's interesting when I look back on like the comic book artists I really love. Um, and you look back at their early work and I'm sure like when I, if I had first seen it, when they first did it, I would have thought it was awesome. But then I look back like after they've been doing it for so long, I'm like, wow, they just became like masters on top of this. And a lot of it comes down to that style. Like they have a style, you know, it's cool. And then they start fleshing out a lot of the, uh, uh, storytelling aspects of things. And that's really where you uh, mesh both of those together. And that's what makes like an amazing artist. And you just continue as long as you're willing to know that you're never going to be as good as you can be, then you just improve, 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 and, you know, become amazing at it, so. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> now, speaking of all that detail that uh, has worked into some of these uh, panels that you have to do, um, I love all of the fake social <laughs> media that's been incorporated into Batgirl. So fun, right? It, it's amazing. <laughs> and one of my questions is, I don't actually read a whole lot of uh, books through the DC Universe outside of the Batman-verse, like, you know, actual Batman, Batgirl, etc. Um, are any of these social media elements uh, being used cross-company? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I doubt for sure that, like, they want to use Hook. And um, Hook is the uh, the version of Tinder for this world, right? Like it's like like a mashup, like Tinder and like maybe Facebook, like put together. Okay. You know? Okay. And then um, Pixtograph is. I heard a couple another like um, another book was wanting to use like Pixtograph or something, but you know it's just people were saying like how heavy handed the tech thing was in our books. I think but it was perfect. It actually shows what real life, life is I, like. Yeah. Like. The average person checks their phone 150 times a day. Right, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And if you see like, in a panel, in an entire like, comic, like three or four mentions, that's kind of light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it was just so shocking because it's like it's nobody's really really incorporated it into like a superhero book before. So I think no, it's, it's what stood out most for me as like a, as a very modern book. It was uh, the fake social medias that were like peppered all through it. And not for any, like, use other than it's natural. That's how yeah. people are. Yeah. But also, uh, with your art style, uh, if you look at the Burnside architecture and the residents of it, how you draw them all as different individuals, even if they're just a background extra, if you will, 
uh, everyone is a very fleshed out looking character and they're all believable like it's a real world. Oh, thank you. I work really hard on that, so thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very noticeable and it's very nice. Like uh, if you go to some other books and I won't name names here, but the, the background characters, the extras, if you will, they're just uh, carbon copies. They're people like, that's a guy in a blue t-shirt. Now that's a guy in a yellow t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they just use that's, like- That's the kind of thing that drove me nuts when I was younger. Cause I, so I, I like manga a lot for the opposite reasons. Like- Cause of their hyper detailedness, like, yeah. They're super detailed. And like, if it was a, a girl manga for sure, like they would be wearing like adorable outfits every issue, like several of them. And I'd be like, on top of like enjoying the story, and like seeing cool, cool backgrounds and the cool and the great expressions. And um, I also want to wear what they're wearing, you know, and I, I wanted to bring that <laughs> yes. back girl, you know, like that's what it should feel like. You should want to like, you know, where's Bab shopping and like their apartment is so cute. Where did they get those pillows? Like just like a TV show, like you, I mean, maybe you guys don't do that as much as girl, like I would, but like I want. I wanted to bring that to the. To no, the I, I totally get that. It's great and it's very noticeable. Like every panel is just packed with those kinds of little things. Like if it were a TV show, you would definitely have people blogging about it daily, just saying like, "What is <laughs> what does this character wear every week on this show?" We do. We have someone did, started a blog like that. <laughs> I think about it's which called maybe. Oh, oh just that's the cool. style in general. Very nice. Yeah, um, and it's like it's like they kind of like interpret the outfits that I put Babs and the other girls in, but it's like, um, and I met the girl recently. I forget. It's either like Emerald oh, wow. City Comic Con or I think it's Emerald City Comic Con. And she came up to my table. She's like, I started that vlog, and I was like, I love you. We're <laughs> <laughs> best friends in another world. <laughs> but I started doing that like at the beginning of Batgirl, and I just got too busy to keep up with it. But I would, I would. Um, there's this website called Polyvore, and you can, like, pull outfits. This is such a girly interview. I'm so sorry, guys. I hope you can handle it. No, it's fine. Absolutely. No apologies. This is yeah, what we're looking we for. We want you to be okay, as, natural as, yeah. as natural as This website be. called Polyvore, and you can, um, it, you can, like, put collages up of, like, anything, and one of the sections is clothing. And so um, I had, like, my illustration. I did, like, a cute illustration of a, of a character and something that they wore from the comic book, so, like, a cute fashion illustration of them. And then, like, real-life items that either I, I referenced or, like, found to match what I drew from my head. And I thought people really liked it. And, like, I, you know, if I couldn't find something, I'd be like, hey, guys, like, help me match this. And, like, wow. somebody would just make it for nice. me. And then, uh, <laughs> awesome. Luckily, it caught on. And, like, now now that girl runs that whole vlog and she, like, has a dad, like, I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> No, all of that definitely shows through. It's part of the reason why that book's gotten so popular. Everyone like latched onto your art style and was like, wow. And this isn't speaking ill of DC in any way, shape or form. Uh, Jim Lee as a child was one of my favorite artists. Uh, un, uh, what was it? Uncanny X-Men, uh, the He's regular X-Men series. He's amazing oh, yeah. in everything he does. But there was a moment with DC Comics in the last couple of years where a lot of the artists started feeling like the biggest fans of Jim Lee. Like they yeah. all came across with that very stylized, very tight style of drawing. And I like it, but I, I can't see everything being that. Yeah, you want a variety. You want the yeah. stylistic variety in that. And I mean, I, I know like, you know, as it's like you don't up, just want to eat pizza all the time. Yeah, as amazing as it Even is. Even though pizza is delicious. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could probably eat it for like, you know, seven, eight days in a row. And then I'd be a little tired of it. But uh, and, and possibly also... 
uh, have to go to the doctor. But, yeah, no matter uh, how great it is, you need something else, and I, your art style is just the, the breath of fresh air that DC needed, and I'm actually excited to see where they go from here. I've heard there's actually a, a crop of artists coming up. Um, I don't have their names in front of me, unfortunately. But uh, other artists who actually are outside of the general scope of what DC has been doing. Yeah. Oh, the um, like twenty four. There's twenty four new titles coming out after Convergence, and quite a few of them are um, like a real risk for. I feel like real different for DC to be putting out, and I'm really excited. Like Prez looks really fun. I think um, Black Canary is gonna look so good. Um, what else? I'm, I'm guessing you're gonna get a variant cover on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do a cover for Black Canary number one, which I'm so excited about because it's like I'm like passing on like Dinah to this like other group, and I know Brendan's gonna take good care of her. And um, fun fact: I went to college with Annie Wu. We were in the same class in the same department. Nice. Um, so it's like kind of cool to like pass that off to her. It's gonna be fun. Oh, very good. Um, speaking of convergence, does that affect Batgirl in any way, shape, or form, or is the book going to keep trucking along? No, like, I'm, I'm like, catching up, actually, right now. Like, so instead of, like, finishing a book and immediately needing to start the next one, I'm, like, getting ahead of my schedule, which will be so nice to, like, have a little bit of wiggle room. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, cheer. Uh, do you want to move into the ten questions, or do you have any follow-ups? Um... I think, well, actually, I, I guess I, I, you know, I just have to at least ask a couple of real, like, geeky, uh, artsy questions oh, because I, I, uh, I, I give the floor to you. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> well, uh, Scott, yeah, Scott and I grew up, um, you know, we, we went to high school together, we grew together and, uh, you know, we were in art classes together and we're a huge fan of comic books growing up and did as many copies and stuff and we both still draw a lot so it's nice to ask some geeky questions about. So it was actually, uh, one of the main ones I was curious about because the style is so like uh, animated and uh, you know smooth and everything like that. If it was, uh, if if you've introduced like digital into your like if you do digital inking or if it's traditional or oh it's all digital yeah okay because I know a lot of people definitely have, have moved to that so if, I, I wasn't sure if you were like old school and like it was all brush and ink style you know smearing on pages or if it was like the nice it looks like nice and crisp so I kind of assume the digital but i know some people clean up their uh their traditional art as well yeah yeah it's all digital right now um i think i mean traditional would be really fun and um you get these like happy accidents that happen in traditional that you don't get digitally because you can fix everything instantly and um eventually if i get like more confident you know i'm still i'm only done like six comic books officially right now yeah. so like maybe if i get a little more into my belt like i would love to like try to like do that because it's like this other form of income you know on top of the book yeah it's like yeah. Cause i sell the pages so um eventually i would love to try and it's not like i never done inking before it's just oh yeah it's you, just you smarter have, for me to do you, you have the you have the the talent obviously so it's i mean you're you're moving the hand across something and making a yeah line. so it's not like it's it's you're like pressing a make this awesome picture button and it's happening. It's you're still putting the work in. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, I was like, I really good friends with um like uh, Chris Anka and Jake Wyatt. Uh, um, they have this neat process. Or Jake especially, I think he'll like he'll like thumbnail he'll thumbnail his layouts and then he'll like clean them up like on paper and then he'll scan them in the computer and then do a digital. Uh, clean up it, the layout digitally and do a pretty tight one and then he prints it out on, like 
colored light blue, uh-huh. like really light. And then he'll ink it traditionally, like right directly on the on the printed paper. And then he'll like scan it back in and then like get rid of the blue. So I, I mean that I was that actually looking made at me the, feel better, like because yeah. you can take it into the computer and and really tighten it, and then the inking will just have you know there's no guesswork. You can just like go. I was thinking but, about actually doing that for my myself as well because I saw like you can buy not too crazy uh, expensive like eleven by seventeen printers because I I was reading about a lot of people who do it for that and like watercolor where you you kind of want a little bit of that um safety net that you get in digital like so you can print another yeah. page out because i'm like sometimes terrified i've just put all these great pencils down and one little drop of ink in the wrong place and you're kind of you know screwed or you're using white out and doesn't look as nice after so it is nice to be able to keep your nice finished pencils scan them in and then you know go over and if you have an accident with or you can try some you can be really wild with stuff too and be like let me try this out and splatter something over here if it doesn't work i'll print another page out and try it again yeah yeah i keep forgetting that it's like even if i did pages like i only like the person who bought it and like me would know if i put white out on it so it's like it'd be it'd be okay uh, yeah, I was, I know. you know you go to art school and you have to like you have to like show these pristine pieces of fine like like fine art and like i keep you know comics is like a little more wiggle room <laughs> so. right yeah. um yeah, that was mainly, I mean, I was curious mostly about, like, the, the introduction yeah. of digital because so many people are, are doing like that coloring, now. Like, coloring's all digital, and I've got these great Photoshop brushes, and um, I love it. I love it a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, with that, I think we can uh, we can hit Very 10, nice. 10 questions. Yes. All right, um, we're about to move into 10 questions no one has ever asked you before. Or maybe they have. We, we don't know you that well, so we're about to learn <laughs> something. Yeah, we'll learn, we'll learn something. Good luck. Good luck. All right. I'm going to start these off. Uh, Number one is the same question we ask everyone who interviews. It's our nice, safe question to get you into the game. Who is your favorite Ghostbuster? Oh, um, Bankman. Right. All right. Cool. Okay. Okay. And then he's got the the beauty of just being Bill Murray, which is awesome. You know? Yeah. That that guy just got cooler with age, man. Um, uh, what's, uh, What's the worst job you've ever had? Oh, um, I worked a retail job for like a day and then I quit. (laughs) (laughs) So it had to be really bad. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm just such a, I like, I'd never had a real job before. Like I worked that one, that was like my closest thing to real job I had. And then I set such a fire under me to like pursue my art because it sucks so much. But like, I like worked it for like a day and I was like, that's horrible. I'm going to go pursue art, art like super hard now. And it was just a big wake up call. Like that's what I, that's what I had to do. Like that's what I would have to do if I like wasn't good at draw, like, drawing. I don't know. So, I yeah. like, used to paint portraits and stuff to make money. So um, it just made me hustle harder to get portrait work, you know, after that. And, um, I didn't have to do that job. So that's good. Yeah. yeah I, I that actually, was the worst one and I only had to do it for day. I, I worked retail for, like, for, for years actually. And I will tell you, it does not get better. It would have, <laughs> it would have sucked your soul dry and you would have just been a husk of your former self. Um, <laughs> maybe even a podcaster. Yeah, yeah, maybe we just, <laughs> <laughs> the form. Yeah. just asking people about art instead of drawing yourself. Be like, well, what kind of pens do you like? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. All right. Um, number three. Uh, and forgive me if I mispronounce this. Uh, chiroptophobia is the fear of bats. 
it would be really ironic if you had this fear, but what is Babs afraid of for real? Um, me? Yeah. Oh God. Um, I don't know. Like, like giant failures. I think if everyone woke up and was like, she's not really that good, that would probably be my biggest nightmare. <laughs> oh, okay, so not like other people who are giant failures where you're just like pointing at people and like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the mirror because they make me look better. So okay, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why I was one day in retail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ew, all of you, ew, I'm judging. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to go be better with you, yeah. Uh, I think my biggest fear is like if everyone woke up one day and they're like, why is every why is everyone like Babs Tar so much? Like Wait that probably, a minute. <laughs> I don't get this. Yeah, uh, I, that would be terrifying. I think it would be very unlikely. Um, you know, to have but, your world flip. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I can see where that would be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, a lot of artists like to listen to music while they work. Um, are you among that flock? Do you listen to uh, music at all while you work? Um, a little bit, but I mostly like uh, marathon Netflix shows like sitcoms that I've already seen and I don't have to pay attention to. I, pro- I like that better. Stop I don't know why. Stuff in the I think because I'm like, I'm so picky about music that it, it distracts me more. But a TV show, I'll just like, oh, I'll just yeah. put in the background. I'm background like, yeah. noise. Like yeah. right now, I'm on Gilmore Girls season five. Great. Great. And I love it. Just kind of just kind of sits in the background and talks to you a little bit, and you can if you want to like perk your ears up and pay attention to a yeah, good spot. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll like well, I'll like watch it for a second and then go back because I know what's going on. And like if it's like I can't do it for I tried to do it for Twin Peaks and it's just like too intense <laughs> because it's just it's cheesy like, jazz music and like weird backwards yes. talking in the background. I know, and really like I'll, I'll just feel like what is going on over there. So it was like too much or like Game of Thrones. Like no, I can't put Game of Thrones on the background, but. Yeah, like Gilmore Girls, like Scrubs, like any of that stuff. I like rotate through, and I'm gonna run out of TV shows eventually. Now that I'm like on freelancing, so maybe I'll have to like find some good music. Oh, podcasts! I should listen to podcasts. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you there, know, are, I there are those. those. <laughs> yeah, we we could just be like background jibber jabber that you don't actually have to or want to pay attention to. You know, there's at least a few people that like us. I mean. <laughs> or or, or there's just a lot of artists that listen to jibber jabber in the background while we're talking. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we have three thousand followers. No one's ever heard a word we've said. No. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. Where am I at? Okay. Uh, number five. Um, I've seen your interpretation of Luna from Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon herself, of course, and they're amazing. Uh, are you a cat or dog person in real life? Oh, um, neither. Hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> and the animal, you're just an animal hater is, is I don't hate Babs them hates it, animals. hold yeah. on I'm tweeting it's it like, yeah. don't move my heart like they should okay. okay okay fair enough okay like if you walked into a pet store nothing would pull you in a certain direction um I mean like ti- like baby versions of anything like oh, yeah. you know it's okay. cute <laughs> but once they grow up stone guys okay like throw a puppy in front of me I'm not gonna not like it yeah. but <laughs> well, the one that becomes a dog it's, it's getting owning out. it I, it's like responsibility and like taking it out and like pooping everywhere like start falling in my head I'm like I'm good <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of the same way too it's it's like I like it's fun to like play with other people's dogs or like dog sit for a couple of days and I'm like I, I don't know if I'd be, I might just be a terrible like pet owner because the dog. I just be like, I don't want to walk you for two days, and then the dog's like hates me. So yeah, at that point they learn they lose the ability to walk. Yeah, I just got my apartment, so maybe I'll get over it. But I'm just like I have my con schedule so insane, so I don't I don't know if it'd be good for me to get like an animal and then be like, okay, bye, right, don't right, bond right. with me. 
<laughs> uh, well, it's, that's 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 good of you to to know that you know you you would have to be a good pet owner to be a pet owner. So you don't want to. I grew up with a ton it. of animals, so I feel like I'm good. Okay, I'm good for well, that. I didn't right? work any farm questions into this. Oh darn it! <laughs> <laughs> They're usually at least. Um, all right. Well, we'll move on to uh, the a little bit of Star Wars talk. So, um, just in light of the new Star Wars movie coming out, if you could design your own lightsaber, um, what color out of all the colors would it be, and uh, would you possibly like modify it to reflect your style? We're talking modifications, like in the new trailer. You see, there's like the tri. Uh, you know, it sort of like has a hilt to it or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. pretty much like design a lightsaber right now. Okay, I got this. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you know the Sailor Moon wand yes. that has like the looks, moon on it? It looks ironically crystal? a lot like the Star <laughs> versus the uh, Evil show wand, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Star versus uh, so the uh, powers wand. of evil? Yeah, yeah. That wand, but with like a pink, like a hot pink, like lightsaber coming out where the crystal would be, I think. That sounds probably, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I, I figured I'd, in, I would be... In chrome, though, instead of, like, pinking yellow. handle in chrome? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like a, like a mood like a, like a mood ring where it changes depending on how you feel. Like, some days it'll be, like, dark blue if you're sad, and then other uh, days it'll be, like, bright light, red. If you're a lightsaber oh, that shows fun. your mood. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess if you're using it, it's probably always, like, red for angry, because hopefully you're not using a lightsaber a whole lot when you're, like, happy. Maybe, I guess, people... Well, they cut cheese or something, like, oh, yeah. literally. Like, That's right, you can them. use it for other things. <laughs> Car always on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Life of the party. Yes. <laughs> That'd be so, so cool. Well, you hilarious. put the raw turkey on the table <laughs> and you pretty... cook it with each cut. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody gets a freshly cooked <laughs> slice. Oh, man. Oh, you guys. Oh, All right. Um, let's see. Number seven. Uh, what's the strangest or worst pickup line someone has ever used on you? Oh, my gosh. I got a good one. Um, nice. Do you know that, that TV show that was out? Um, the pickup artist, or like it was about this guy, the pickup artist. I think he was training like nerds how to like pick up ladies. I know of it. Yeah, it was on VH, VH1, and it was like it was it was ridiculous. And I was kind of like upset. I was kind of like into it <laughs> for like two sick reasons. Like it was actually working, so that was like horrifying to see. And also like I wanted to know like. Like the evil ways that this, you know, like the manipulations part of it as a lady, like I would like to like be exposed and know better. And I was out with my girlfriends one time and like this guy was using like lines straight up from the show and I like <laughs> called him out on it. I was like, really, guy? Like you can't even <laughs> nice. do like original ones. You got to like just use it right from the show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. At least, at least like modify a little bit. So it sounds like it could be a little like. A customized something. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's one type of bad, and then like there's the ones that just aren't even brave, and they just like kind of just hover behind you, and they don't say anything, but they really love you. I don't know, it's weird. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's my move. That's, <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's like a more of a like I get that at cons, kind of more than like clubs, but that's another like version. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of like some of the standard con goers might not be as comfortable using just popping up to a to a woman and using pickup lines necessarily yeah the hoverers which might be one of my moves but um no, no. 
It's it's not. Don't it's, hover. It's, it's it's not. I, I definitely know not to not to hover. I the idea that of one. picking someone up at a con in general just seems awkward. Like there's more cons than just comic cons. There's like tractor cons and all kinds of these other things. Oh yeah. And like if it's happening at a comic con, it's happening all across the board, and it just sounds yeah. awkward no matter how you look at it. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like hey, we both have the same general interest in something. And then we're, then anything else you want to add to it, that's probably going to be schmarmy. Yeah. Well, you want to talk to people who are like, who are like out, outgoing and friendly and make you feel comfortable. And it's like when they just like, are just like, they don't know how to say anything to you. And they just like, but they still want to like be close to you. Or like, maybe if you accidentally run into them, they'll get a chance. So they'll just hover behind you. But it's Hoping like you turn around quickly and knock the papers out of their hands that you'll then bend over <laughs> yeah. and help them pick like, up. Just wait, yeah. They're just waiting. They're they're like waiting for you yeah. to turn around by accident. Yeah, all the pages yeah. are but blank. They're nothing. Like, oh my god! Please go away! Please go away! <laughs> <laughs> like any minute now, she'll turn around. <laughs> Their eyes will lock on the way back up. Yeah. Uh, too many movies. Um. Okay. Well. Uh, on that note, just uh, be bold. all you boys, just be bold. Girls love it. Be, be brave. Be bold, boys. Yep, it works. <laughs> um. No, no hovering. Um, what's the perfect day off for you? Oh, oh, I just had a pretty good one. Um, I was at. Moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on and like I took a half day and we went to Disneyland. So that oh, was wow, pretty cool. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was good. That's a pretty damn good day off. That's pretty chill. Yeah. I think based on where we are, that'd be a three days off, two travel, one to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes a, it'd take us about a day to get to, to Disneyland. Yeah. If I'm not, if I don't have Disneyland close, I think I'd like to like people watch and draw for fun and, you know, I don't know, go to the beach or the, or ride in a boat or go eat, you know, delicious Southern food. I'm pretty excited about moving to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of South Carolina, boxed yeah. wine or bottled wine? Which, um, which do you prefer? A bo- bottled? Just because I haven't seen boxed wine. Do they still make boxed wine? They do, and they started making, like, high-end boxed wine. Did, oh, did they no. really? Oh, my God. No, yes, they, yes, they do. I don't no. think... High end meaning like it costs fifteen dollars instead of ten. Exactly, like, yeah. but for a, for a, <laughs> box made of gold. Yeah, yeah, the box is really beautiful. The the wine's like still frenzy. You can tell it's good when they <laughs> age the box. Yeah, <laughs> when the cardboard's falling apart, it's just like falling. <laughs> to, it you know puddles. it's good box wine. Yeah, there's like three scraps of cardboard in the bag. Yeah, like, left. It's like, yeah, like this... I remember my mom getting it when I was younger, and like I haven't seen it since. Like since I was they, a little. They still make it, yeah, and you know it has a spout on it. It's very convenient. Um, yep. I think you can, all, you can get it like CD. Uh, the entire oh, packaging is recyclable, but so is a bottle of wine. So I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not really uh, making the, the case for box wine. Um, all right. Uh, so this is the final question. We try okay. to we have somebody sum something up in ten words or less. So in this case, uh, in ten words or less, explain the entire plot of Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. Um... Okay. <laughs> it's really hard. Oh, believe me, we've we've asked like people to solve like you know, world crises before. We're the, the, okay. it, we're not expecting uh, you know. Well, we're expecting a lot out of this actually. Yeah. Everyone, everyone is one word, right? Everyone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wants to be king. Your favorite character will die. 
Jeez. Wow, that's beautiful. I actually, wow, I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm glad actually. we didn't go with the five words we were shooting for originally. Yeah, I still, <laughs> still could have sorted. I would just, just go with your favorite character will die. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually more important than the king part. Yeah, yeah Sean Bean's on the case for the first season. Friend. He's dead. <laughs> and my friends are reading the books, and I like, I'm like, tell me every, tell me all the shitty thing that happened. So like, I'm not the person at the run wedding. Like. <laughs> oh, so you so you actually want to know, like, because yeah, I, I, I want to know. I, like, I'm not like no spoilers. Oh. Like, tell me. See, I have friends who like who will hear from one of their friends about the book, and then you know about what's going to happen, and they'll be so upset about it, be like, you'll never believe it. My, you know, Elliot just told me this. It really pissed me off, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's too bad. And then they tell me like as if they just passed. And the, it's yeah, a I'm like, cycle. come on, man. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you knew it made you angry. Why would I want to hear it? But. Isn't uh, the show like gonna really veer off now, though? I heard. Oh, big time! Yeah. I, I guess it's going to a little bit. They're still gonna keep at, like elements, but they're also going to go off for the first time. It's gonna go in a, a a bigger direction than they have previously. Like, yeah. there's only been a few tweaks here and there, but now I guess his writing's not keeping up with it. So, yeah, and I he's, know. He's, and he's actually what he's not uh, directing. I wonder if it will still be as devastating. Huh? Yeah, or if they'll try to like make it because they. Hmm. That's cu- I'm curious about that. If they'll yeah. try to make it like too people friendly, I don't know. Or they can drag it know. out like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, where they took The Hobbit and made it three movies. Like this yeah. season will be one chapter of the book, lots of walking. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> prolonged like a- sex scenes that almost <laughs> seem like they. I heard just, that. Just... Uh, Hor- like Hordor and um, Bre- Bre- Brennan, Brennan, I think his name is the little kid yeah, with him. But- He's, yeah. like, not in the next season at all. Really? Oh, they probably want to keep that part until it's written into the books or something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that would almost make sense, but it's going to be so awkward watching that, knowing that there's no published material behind parts of it. Yeah. I know. Well, I did hear that he's actually, uh, that um, Martin is not writing uh, episodes for this coming season or the next one because he actually just needs to finish the darn book for the, the to, to actually base more Game of Thrones on I- I, this might be a rumor, but I heard that he even... Sorry, this just turned into Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, yeah, that's, fine. that's good. I heard that he uh, told them like his whole plan so that they could still follow it somewhat. Oh, that would okay. make sense, yeah. So like the, the loose, you know, and then the details they can kind of make up and, you know. Yeah. I'd, maybe fewer of my favorite characters will die then. Exactly. <laughs> they need to keep it alive yeah. till they know whether they can kill them or not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like I a no death I season. Want I want Khaleesi to win. I'm rooting for her. Khaleesi's been my favorite since day one. Anyway, to win, so. to win the Game of Thrones, to win the Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, he needs to be back in charge and just like kicking boys' asses and taking names. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping like somebody told me that like oh she ends up stuck at this city for a while and yeah. I was like no I want her to keep like hopping like just. But she's like bossing up. She's like doing the grinding. She's like grinding through the levels right now. She's like right. leveling up, and then she's gonna like be the most ultimate like leader, and then just go kick everybody's ass. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. This is where like Final Fantasy the game. You'd just be wandering around like a little patch of forest, like <laughs> yeah. get, like experience That's points. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um. Yeah, I think that actually wraps everything up. Um, Babs, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. Can't wait to see where uh, Batgirl goes from here. I'm a loyal reader, and I hope that anyone who's listening currently who has never picked up the book uh, checks it out. If you go back to Batgirl uh, 35, 
Uh, that's where Babs started Horror Run. Mm-hmm. And if you read up through, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty awesome. And it's a high recommendation from our show. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you once again to Babs Tar. That was really nice of you to sit down and talk to us, uh, geek out a little bit about comics and Game of Thrones. Uh, a lot of Game of Thrones talk at the end. Yeah. I worked for like a like we month. Wandered. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing, I think we're like a month later than when we recorded that initially, which means like, I think we recorded that before Game of Thrones, or maybe like after the first no, episode. No, we're four episodes in, and we recorded that three weeks ago. So it well, was like the it first was, episode had aired. It we just were like, barely, yeah, yeah. yeah. The night so, before. Yeah, so hopefully no spoilers there. I don't think so. Um, uh, so, uh, speaking of spoilers, it's wow, May I, 4th. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going with that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find a, a segue. No, it's uh, today when we're recording, it's May, it's, it's 4th. May 4th. When, when you're listening recording. to this, it'll probably be closer to which May 6th. Which means, you know what it means, is the uh, Kurt Cobain uh, uh, documentary, which I'm actually really looking forward to, is airing on HBO tonight. Oh, I was it's also going to say executive it's produced by uh, Francis the- Bean uh, Cobain, who... Uh, opened up all this like old uh, f- home movie footage and stuff so it is officially um, Kurt Cobain day so thank you very much I, I was gonna say it's Star Wars day may, may the fourth, oh, may be, the fourth with you. be with you that's what you were talking yeah, about yeah that's I was what like, I was why going is he for so excited about um, uh, about Cobain because uh, I'm really excited I love Nirvana and but so do I uh, so that HBO inter- uh, interview not interview I mean HBO documentary is supposed to be awesome but you're talking about this whole Star Wars thing. What's, ah. What is the star, the wars of the of the stars that you're talking of? I don't even want to get into this now. You've completely ruined it. But you know, um, <laughs> it is May the f- it is May the fourth, and I am very happy that we are getting some Wait new uh, Force Awakens f- Star Wars news. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, yeah, a bunch of new pictures have come out today, a bunch of new information on the movie. Um, I'm not going to bore you with the details because, honestly, if you just go online, you will find all of it and probably already have yeah, by the time Star you Wars hear this. Star Wars is boring. <laughs> but it uh, might be kind of fun maybe to work a little bit of uh, May the 4th into this show, even though people are going to listen to on May the 6th. Oh, wait, wait. They're going to listen to this episode on May the 6th. <gasps> oh, my uh, God. Uh, I, don't, I don't understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I love Star Wars. Okay. Uh, so okay. may the Sith may, may, may the, may the, the Sith, Sith be with you. This is the dark version. By of the time you may by the, the fourth. By the time this uh, whole episode is over, we're gonna have one for every day. May the thirty first <laughs> of the. Th- oh shit! I don't know how that. May the, oh nope. Never mind. Let's go. Okay, um, um, so uh, basically, uh, we're going to use that as a thread throughout the rest of the show. Uh, maybe kick some Star Wars we'll uh, talk into it. Uh, we kind of feel like reporting on Star Wars is redundant at this point. Everyone else is already too. doing it. And we, we had, a, yeah, we had an episode. Of yeah, we were like ahead of the curve. We were just like, man, yeah. fuck May the Fourth. So instead, we're going to jump into our normal stories. And if you happen to notice us talking about Star Wars from time to time, that's just May the Sith be with you. It's the evil side of our show. I like that. I love May the Sith be with you. I like it too. That's I so would, much better. Because it's, I, it's I still evil. Don't, I That's still, why I just like the darkness I still of don't it. get May the 4th. No, it's, it's okay, Jared. I don't it's okay. get the reference. All right, um, but this week we jump into our show with a local story. Uh, these are kind of rare for us, yeah. and uh, we should probably just uh, jump right in. So yeah. let's do our local story. Ah, bears! Oh my gosh! So many bears! Local news. That was uh, the so what uh, local news, Scott? Yeah. You brought this one to the table. I did. Um, this actually happened in Williston, Vermont. Uh, Vermont is uh, where this podcast happens, and and, uh, and nobody knows where Williston is, even if you're 
Probably, I mean, unless you're in Vermont. I almost wish I had rehearsed that ahead of time to do it children's hospital style, where it's like, oh, yeah, this hospital in Brazil, where we are right now. Because <laughs> I love when they use that line. Wait a minute. I, I, have, a, I have a new uh, uh, intro just for this segment. It's called, what are you talking about, Williston? Ooh, I like it. Like that? I like, like it. What, what, you, well, yeah. what, what you talk about, Willis? Is that we? Was you are probably the first person to ever say that because there's probably not a single uh, uh, black person in uh, Williston at all. <laughs> That's true. I, I actually don't even know if I got the reference right. You did. You were close enough. Okay. Okay. Without bearing the what lead, about, um, what happened was Avenue C and the entire uh, Chittenden Solid Waste District Recycling Building. In, in case you didn't know where was, Williston was enough, now we're talking about Avenue C in that. I'm, I'm giving a very precise location. People uh, can Google map this shit. What I'm trying to say is an entire street and an entire building were shut down because an individual who so far has been unnamed or at least not caught slash embarrassed and left the state threw away a canister of bear mace. Because everybody here his, has it. Into his recycling can and that recycling can was then dutifully picked up in the morning through the recycling service trucks brought to the Chittenden Recycling Center run by Casella Waste. Casella, which is our big statewide. And was yep. thrown in a lot like our heroes in Star Wars 4 A New Hope into the recycling right. compactor. The compactor, which does not differentiate between your styrofoam dinner container, your plastic jugs, and your bear mace. Because then why would you? crushed bear mace and what happens when you crush a, bear mace? Well, it's in a toxic gas cloud through the entire facility and into the street. Not unlike when uh, Han Solo sent that toxic gas cloud across uh, Parmesan Four on the uh, Malibian uh, uh, Falcor. <laughs> Am I never seen Star Wars? Shut up! Just keep going. <laughs> So um, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> so uh, hazmat teams were actually brought into the uh, Williston facility and had to lock the place down and start doing a full cleanup procedure. Uh, Twenty people working at the facility were bear maced from the explosion I guess they got, of the like, can. Sick. They got like physically. You get physically ill. By you, this. They were yeah. They they wherever about, like, it hit you, you were burned and you were throwing up yeah. and you were blinded. Because apparently, because uh, uh, my mom works at a correctional facility and and like has seen what happens when people get maced. It doesn't just hurt your eyes. You actually can sometimes get physically ill because of sometimes mm -hmm. the pain and also what it, the reaction you get to it. Just think about this. This is just people mace. This is something to take down a fucking bear. And this happened. And this happened like just like oh, we're just doing our job. And then boom, bear mace. Not unlike when Han Solo bear maced <laughs> Chewbacca. Uh, Chewbacca. Actually, that might make sense. You Maybe to get him onto his Millennium Falcor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, um, Tom Moreau, uh, the general manager of this uh, facility, uh, had a very important uh, Monster uh, bit of information for the general public, and this does not pertain to, for, particularly to Vermonters. This is for anyone who's listening anywhere in the world. Anybody with bear um, or not. Quote, if you're in doubt of what you're throwing out into a recycling bin, please call us. Wait. Hold on. If you're in doubt of what you're throwing out, please call us. Okay. Sounded just like him. Um, so yeah, if you uh, if you're at home right now oh, that was and it. you're questioning whether you're throwing out your bear mace, your otter mace, your moose mace, your rape mace, um, your battle mace, like the chain like kind. The, yeah, I was yeah. worried about that. If you were gonna well, it's like, made yeah. of metal, and I would think you could recycle it. Made of metal, to to yeah. to bin you recycle things in. I would throw yeah. that in. But what happens if they crush it and it explodes and little maces go everywhere? Uh, did that? 
I believe that's how it works, but I, just, I, I, I never... I think they just call that pieces of, of, of a mace. I, I never studied I don't think they science, turn into so. other mini maces. I believe it does. Science. <laughs> science. Okay, um, but that's their local story for this week. Uh, lesson learned, don't throw a bear mace in your recycling bin because you will shut down or a facility and hurt people. Weird. And when you're in doubt, don't throw it out. Bear mace and other mace. In general. Don't. It could hurt your neighbor's face. It could even hurt your own face. Don't throw out any mace. Doom, doom. I like how you stare me dead in the eyes when you sing. Like, I have to look away by the end, even though I'm loving it. I think it's hilarious. There's a point where it I have to break creepy, eye contact. Yeah. Because yeah. what do I have to offer to that except for reciprocating the eye contact? That's that's all I ask. Pull it on my collar a little. That's all I ask, dude. Come on, just pull on your collar while I sing to you and stare you dead in the eye. Don't look away, you fucking bitch. Don't look away. Scott Bear, don't you dare look away. I'll choke you. What are we going into now? <laughs> We're going into web, web dropping. Web dropping. Hey. All right. I brought this one to the table, Jeremy. Would you like to explain goat prank? Yeah, it's the goat prank. It is a, it's a website that now offers a new service. You uh, you send a bag of goats to somebody's door, and they a bag of dead goats. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and it, and, and, a bag of dicks. And a note that says, "Eat a bag of dead goats." Yeah, and their dicks while you're at it. It's, There's still a bag of it's dicks. It's part in there. of the yeah. goat. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Wait, or, yeah, because they're probably men and male and female goats, or is a goat a very specific? I don't know enough about goats. Do you think? Hold go- on. Wait, do you think goat is the male preferential terminology for the species? That was me and, googling so what would, goat. Yeah, well, what's a female goat called? I'm guessing a goat. Is it just a female goat? So what's a male right? goat called? A male goat. <laughs> a billy goat. It's a billy, right? Isn't that actually true? Am I actually right about this? So by your logic, a tom girl is a boy. Because her name is Tom. No, no, that's a billy goat. Right. Is that a different type of you goat? You just added a boy's name to a noun describing something and said it's male because the name was male. No, but there is actually such a thing as a billy goat. And there's such a thing as a Tom girl. And there's a Ronnie goat, too. And Tomboys. I said it wrong the first time. I was trying to correct myself. Yeah, but everything in, in your <laughs> universe is Tom. I'm using different ones. What so about what's a Melanie a goat? goat? A Melanie what's goat. A Tom would- goat? A guy goat, I guess. Okay. okay. Or, a, or a female goat what, named what Tom. If a, what if a Tom goat is a girl goat that's masculine in their activities? Uh, we're, we're getting clothing. the whole uh, crazy gender thing here. Yeah. A the, goat gender What would uh, be the argument. cis proper uh, definition of a, a, a trans, you know, actually, trans goat? That, the trans goat. That, that outwardly looks male but is physically female but acts like a male. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I, I, this is... This is... Uh, this is blowing my mind. This is going to take our team of analysts weeks to come up with a bathroom sign for it. Yeah, mostly because we have to find a team of analysts <laughs> and then <laughs> find out how to make a bathroom sign about transgender But when goats. we do, I'm sure that team of analysts will look like that crew uh, punching numbers into the Death Star when they were blowing up Alderaan because they ah, had all yes. those Death Star uh, technicians pulling those little green levers and pressing buttons and everything's going ah, and then, I like that sound. That's great. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that, that one too. blowing up. That was Alderaan blowing up. Yep. Oh, man. Alderaan. I love Alderaan. That's uh, um, where my mom is from Alderaan, correct? All of the Rons. 
She's all from the, all, all of the, the Rons. Rons. She's been on all the Rons. You find a Ronnie Ron, Jr. Your mom's been on it. Ronnie Senior. Uh, Ronnie Wahlberg. Nice. Uh, There's go, no Ronnie Wahlberg. Not to bury the lead, but uh, the GoPrank <laughs> app. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, it's not even an app. It's a I'm website. To, yeah, it's, service. it's a service. This is a service. I'm supposed to be covering this one. Let me let me do the. Oh, uh, should I should I stop? Uh, no, I just realized um, you were trying to cover my tracks by uh, moving me along, and, and now I uh, yeah okay. Goats are great, and but not everybody wants pictures of them, right? So you're like, oh, this is a prank. I'm gonna send somebody pictures of goats. So. For 79 cents, you can send somebody pictures in succession, like boop, 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 from what I understand. It's a goat attack. Uh, it's a goat attack. SMS goat attack. So you get on your cell phone text of pictures of goats with sometimes lewd comments. Sometimes weird comments. Sometimes just weird. Um, and actually, you can, for 50 cents, I, I, I did look it up on the service, for 50 cents extra, you can actually add a custom message. You can add anything you want to the goat thing. Yeah, like they're, um, they have, they're pun based for the most part. Like, stand back, I goat this. Yeah. You can be like, I'm going to goat you till you can't walk later and then hide the body. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. And there's just like a happy goat sitting in a pasture. Yeah. I have a goatee because I'm a douchebag. And maybe a rapist. Goat. <laughs> That's the pun part is when you put the word goat in there. The yeah. goatee was just accidental. And the end of the service basically uh it finishes out with one last goat picture and then a uh text message that says who sent the goat pictures and a link to their website so you can yeah. go to tack back. Which is which makes sense because that's like that's like a that's clever a good, that's yeah, a good business. That's, that's good marketing right there because you're like we want you to do the um but I, I do have to say for a dollar nineteen, you actually get more than double the amount brought to you by we don't have Audible as a sponsor anymore, only because we chose just to not mention Wait, are, we, do we do we end them? Oh, I thought we were looking for a new sponsor. We are, but we still have them in the meantime. We didn't wait. Sh should we just roll the ad right now? And just, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. In a world where people use money for goods and services, the Lost at Home podcast needs you to perform a service for them so that they can get money. No, not that service. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash lost and get a free month of Audible's audiobook service and a free audiobook on the show. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Plus, it helps the show. Got an iPhone or Android? Then download the Audible app and listen to your book anywhere you would listen to a podcast. Thanks for your support. Now, jump to it, fuckers. <laughs> so, so, okay. <laughs> um, okay, when you're now we're back from that ad. That was fun. <laughs> But you, you could also uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Goat uh, Fuckers app or whatever it is that we're talking about here. For $1.19, that's only 40 cents more, you more than double the Goat text. You get 14 Goat text messages for like the premium service, a buck 19 right there. Send, right. Your, send, your, send your friends that. Uh, but you know, you know I, we, we've been talking a lot about pranks. It reminds me a lot of when the, um, that, uh, the, the rock man used to prank the racing snail in Star Wars when they would race and uh, uh, D'Artagnan or Atreyu would um, it wrote his the quicksand part of Star Wars. <laughs> 
I love your in-depth knowledge of Star Wars. It makes me uh, glad that um, I haven't watched them in at least a year because I'm getting foggy on the details. Jeez. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Novice. Amateur. You know what? I watched um, them like That was night. the least smooth segue possible considering the last story was about goat pranks and our next story is about the ultimate prankster. Jeffrey Dahmer. I was just thinking Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, when I think ultimate prankster, I think Jeffrey Dahmer. And it was actually revealed in the news this past week. He is the ultimate Jeffrey... prankster. Actually, yes, that was exactly what was it. He it was. was oh, sorry. He was the ultimate prankster. Past tense. Yeah. Um, we all know that Jeffrey Dahmer was a sadistic serial killer who liked to eat, uh, lobotomize, and yeah. have sex with his victims. He mostly. He mostly. Uh, um, he wanted to make zombies he, 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 and he eat them. Essentially. Uh, had a fetish for uh, raping uh, male corpses and sometimes ate parts of them but I think even that was part of his like wanting to consume and be a part of their thing uh, you know yeah. yeah and with a uh, with a bunch of new interviews that have come into the the public uh, light uh, it's been revealed that he died from being too good at pranks man when in a, jail um, I mean also by being arrested to get to the jail well yeah. yeah I'm sure he had a lot of hatred put towards him for that alone but um, it's but he's, just, he's trying to make the best of the jail time, right? Yes, and uh, the New York Post recently came out with uh, a bunch of new information. Uh, for instance, uh, Christopher Scarver, who fatally beat the serial killer to death in 1994 yep. in jail, which was, you know, how Jeffrey Dahmer ended up meeting his final, you know, demise, uh, said he grew to despise Dahmer because he would fashion severed limbs out of his prison food to taunt the other inmates. I actually, I mean, I know... It, I, what he did was terrible. The but that um, I it's fucking, kind of fucking hilarious. I, I hate to say it. I know. I feel like a horrible person. He would drizzle packets of ketchup onto the severed limbs he made out of his food to simulate yeah. blood as well. And by the way, this is coming from somebody being like, "Oh, I didn't like the guy because he did that," and then he beat a guy to death. I don't care if it's a serial killer or what. That guy was also as fucked up as Dahmer by beating a guy to death. Exactly. For making potatoes into a limb. I'm sorry. But he wouldn't just do it like in his meal tray at oh, lunch yeah, in yeah. prison. He would make these fake severed <laughs> limbs with their ketchup blood out of his own meals and then hide them in places he, he knew people yeah. would find them later. Like, I'm guessing in... I don't know, bathrooms. I'm trying to think where prisoners were allowed to go. Like they're other, not men's, allowed to... other men's asses. <laughs> First it took Jeffrey Dahmer shoving Is that a severed guy. arm in your asshole? No, just some meatloaf. Yeah. Dahmer! Dahmer! <laughs> we should uh, do... Oh, that'd be great. We should make this part of the skit thing. We could. Part of the skit thing. No one knows what we're talking we're about right now, but... Even better. Um, uh, you yeah, like a whole skit where it's like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. And Dahmer! You, 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 you've got like the, the principal oh. slash dean. <laughs> it's like uh, Boy Meets World. And why, why? Oh, I know why Boy Meets World is on my mind. I sat in Kit, who was played by Mr. Feeney. That's why Boy Meets World. Because that's nothing like Boy Meets World. I would never actually put Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer and Boy Meets World in the same sentence, usually. But um, it's been done today. I'll be tweeting about that later. <laughs> what, um, are, what are Jeffrey Dahmer and, and the Boy Meets World have in common? No, Christopher Scarver, the person who beat Jeffrey Dahmer to death because yeah. of his disinterest and dislike of these uh, pranks, uh, pranks. gross pranks. Prank haters. Um, it's well believed that the prison guards had very good knowledge that he was very unhappy with this and allowed him the oh, yeah, yeah. time to kill Dahmer. No, yeah, turning yeah. a blind eye and walking away. Mm -hmm. Much like uh, Yoda when he went to Dagobah 
turning a blind and eye was, on the was, rest of his fallen Jedi to simply hide and preserve the Force within himself. Oh, I thought you were talking about that time uh, Yoda was beat to death by a rapist in prison. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious hey he was alive for 900 years i mean maybe you can't imagine they were all meditation (laughs) yeah but wait a minute there's a gap in your resume from uh you know 1906 to uh 2600 prison was i in what's that what do you that's how he would talk right rapist beat me they did (laughs) About Price they not like about face chest neck they did <laughs> many, oh. many awkward rapes thus thus happened I can't poor Yoda I can't. poor wow. Yoda oh my god I feel so bad for him oh you know what's actually interesting I, I actually just bought a graphic novel called uh, My Friend Dahmer which is actually really good I would suggest it uh, to folks um, uh, about Jeffrey Dahmer it's actually about a, a classmate of Jeffrey Dahmer's from high school. And it does go into the fact that at some point, like in high school, um, maybe even junior high, he started acting kind of like this weird, spastic, not really, I guess sort of a prankster. At one point, they went to a mall, and he started just like, for two hours, went and fucked with people and like security guards acting like a mentally handicapped person and all this kind of... So he kind of had that built in. Also, probably the the, the, the murder yeah. part was built in. But... Um, but it, 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 it's funny because you brought the story to the table and they're like, wait a minute, I just bought a book about Jeffrey Dahmer, but it was a graphic novel. It was really good. Very good. And I, I, I would I would suggest it for the most part. So, um, All right. So um, from that messed up story, we're going to move into something that's not messed up in that manner, but a little weird considering the age of the person in question. Um, Jerry, when was the last time you discovered an extra part of your body that you didn't know existed? Um, yesterday I discovered that I had uh, two vaginas. I, that's the weirdest coincidence I think I've encountered all day because um, this story is about a woman, uh, a model actually, named Cassandra Bankson, who um, is oh, normal the, yeah, yeah. in all accounts. I mean, two eyes, two ears, two noses. Wait, no, no, that one's wrong. Two vaginas. <laughs> that one's right. Yeah, she uh, she recently yeah. discovered she had two vaginas. Um, in addition to two cervixes, cervixes right. two wombs, this is called. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Um, she's uh, she discovered this at twenty two years old as well. Uh, this was this not is u- uterus didelphus. It is didelphus, yes. And that is essentially where um, the vagina itself will split into two cavities at a certain point. Um, and I'm guessing that's an easy thing to notice, not being a thing. It, it, it externally well, yeah, because, is one cavity. Yeah, because because and no matter what goes into it, it's going to go. I'm guessing to a cavity even yeah. if it splits it's, it's going to go to one or the it's other it's totally internal it'd be like if if i was like oh i don't i don't know if i if have I two pooped, intestines or something if i pooped out of two assholes but they started within me yeah, i and, wouldn't and they, but, know but, but they yeah. came out one cavity yeah, yeah I because know. the thing the thing about uh, i mean especially men but i mean even some women might not realize but especially men don't realize that the vagina is not the external the the opening like people are like oh man pussy vagina like they're thinking the opening no the, the vagina is the internal aspect and then of course it branches off into the and they're talking about the fallopian tubes yeah she the cervix she has the uterus. two fallopian tubes yeah. two uteri in theory she could get pregnant and have two children through two separate parts of her body and they would be Somebody, twins yeah but they wouldn't be twins at all no but so, but some they, they, I was reading later um, that less than one hundred women um, in the world at a time 
are affected with this, at least that have, that know about it anyway. There could be more. Um, but there there was an account of somebody having twins, one from each. Yeah. So, it, so yeah, it and, and those children wouldn't look alike unless, well, I mean, they would genetically look alike, just like a lot of people in families have similar genetic traits that are visible in their face, their yeah. skin, et cetera. And it could be from the same father where just, but like what one, one sperm was like, I'll go, yeah, I'll go this way and you go that way. See? And they're like, yeah, it, we'll beat off the coppers. And then it could be from the same father. Like, I love that you're imagining that not only does this woman have two vaginas, but she sleeps around. <laughs> Well, not this woman, but the woman had twins. It could be. I'm not saying most. The, the one that we're talking about uh, has not had twins yet, or will probably ever. It happened one time. There was twins, and 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 then that was thing. So, um, it could still be the same father, just from two different sperms. You're just balancing <laughs> your iPad on your dick. I'm balancing my iPad on my crotch area, trying to tilt it five degrees forward and backward to make the screen rotate. Yes. Good for um, you. Yeah. Speaking well, of, that ended our stories. Speaking of anomaly. Uh, yeah. So, but this was this was really interesting. I think people should read the, the whole story because, uh, and actually there's a little YouTube video about um, how she found out she has two vaginas and also the, um, oh wait, hold on. There's, um, uh, oh, th- when she went to the doctor, they said uh, she had like an issue where she had like one kidney or something like that. Uh, and um, and they were like, oh, you have one kidney. And by the way, you have two vaginas. Like it was Kind of like the, as they said in the article, a flippant uh, noting that she had two vaginas. It was almost oh. like an afterthought. It's like, oh, yeah. oh man, you have one kidney. Like the reason you're not feeling so great, you got one kidney and blah blah blah. And oh yeah, two two vaginas. I wonder if all women with two vaginas have only one kidney, possibly meaning the second vagina is made of kidney. Are all vaginas made of kidneys? What kind of logical <laughs> jump are you making? I, I think I think that's something we just learned. All vaginas are made of kidneys. Ladies and gentlemen. And if you're missing one, you better check for a second vagina. And how, I'm guessing you don't necessarily know randomly I think right that now, you're missing any, a kidney unless you get like a, an MRI. Or I think that any woman right now who's gone to a doctor recently and has been told she has one kidney should go to a second doctor for a second checkup. You don't to think they would sure. notice that in the middle of scanning your kidneys? That maybe you also have two vaginas? No, because when they're skinning, well, yeah, I'm just actually, kid, I'm just kidney blind. I'm just looking well, no, at the, kidneys the here. machines wouldn't. I'm just a kidney doctor here. The, yeah, read your film, kidney doctor. No, no, with my logic, the machines wouldn't be able to scan and notice the second vagina because the first one is also made out of kidney. We're all born with three kidneys, but one becomes a vagina, and if you have two vaginas, two of your kidneys become vaginas, leaving one, leaving your third kidney. Not unlike the time, but that's just for women. Men have two kidneys. It's and not, one penis, because penises yeah. are made out of livers. All men are born with two livers. One becomes the penis. One becomes a penis. And if you ever, and if you ever get checked out by are, a doctor, and they find out you don't have any liver, so wait, all women, you should probably also get checked to see if you have a second penis. All, all, oh, because you couldn't determine that on your own. <laughs> the doctor, wait a minute, doctor, what are you saying? The doctor also read should, your yeah. here. The doctor should examine you when he finds that you're missing a liver to find out if you, in fact, do have a second penis. One. Two. Oh my God! You got two penises. If your doctor is also Regis Philbin, <laughs> I like that. They, the, in my uh, fantasy year, the patient and the doctor are Regis Philbin. I just have a universe of Regis Philbin in my head. Oh my God! <laughs> two penises. What am I gonna do with these? Kathy Lee. Hey, where'd you go? I don't know anything about pop culture no more. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. Uh, not unlike the way that Han Solo forgot all about pop culture when he uh, discovered he had two vaginas. On the uh, uh, Molesty and Falcor. 
<laughs> molesty Falcor. I love it. Uh, or, also, the, or the time they took the molesty Falcor into that giant space worm and then on their way out didn't know which way to go when it branched into two different yeah, th- vaginas. Because they realized, oh, oh, I thought the space worm was a dick. So the dick branches out into two vaginas? Yeah, it's like a giant space dick made of two vaginas. Oh, so it's like a, you know, like the black hole where it actually comes out on both ends? So in one side you go into a dick but you come out two vaginas. It's like a fucking crazy wacko world. No, it's like in. a two-headed snake where the tail is a dick and each snake's mouth is reverse vagina. Reverse vagina. <laughs> like inside or, out. <laughs> I thought you meant reverse vagina as in stuff could go out of it. but No, was, like, you fly, gonna, like you fly into penis you. and you enter two vaginas and then when you start flying out of them, it looks like you're flying out of them. Because you did fly out of them, like yeah, I exactly. mentioned. Thank you for following. But, but wait, but by flying out of the vaginas, even though you flew into it, well, them, it looks that like you're flying into them, but when it opens, you end up in the real world, not into another vagina, so you, so not a continuation of one. So you're floating out, you're, so you're flying out of the vaginas, which means... As the, if it were reversed. The penis is is like the... the yeah, so it's like an it's inversion, like a, uh, inversion. Did I not explain this well? It's like a snake with two heads where the tail <laughs> is the penis and the mouth's a reverse Our vaginas. Reverse vaginas. <laughs> you know I, what? I'm not mincing words here. J.J. Abrams got me when he read my notes and incorporated them into the new Star Wars movie. Gotta go ahead and hand it to you there. Just, uh, just give it to you. Okay. I uh, like the way that worked out. Yep. Um, do we want to go out on a Sam Chase interview? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we have a bunch of audio clips from ChaseCon, and one of them is uh, Samuel Chase himself, the uh, orchestrator, the the inventor of the, the ringleader, the ringmaster, the president of, the leader, the ambassador, um, the leader. <laughs> keep throwing that one out. <laughs> he, he, he runs all of everything that yeah. is ChaseCon, which is the upper New York State comic-con it is the other comic-con besides the new york city one in new york there are two and chase gave us a nice little short interview at the con and we uh we have that audio and we feel like if we sit on it any longer it's going to lose impact and meaning so here we are going out on chase um thank you sam but but i hate to say it before thank we go you, sam, out but that's not a great way to end <laughs> i hate to say it before we go out we should probably tell people where to find us online oh yeah um, uh periscope you, sh- you should go to periscope and look up lost known podcast you should go to the lost known podcast.com which is our main website where you Good can day. find the uh five stars and beyond the pale album by sonic jalopy made of your five star reviews these are really good dicks that you should go and leave on iTunes oh, where yeah. you can subscribe to us. I'll do that. Leave I'll, us a I'll five a star review. Jerry will make a song. Oh god, you are good. Also, you can find us on Twitter at the Lost at Home. Lost at Home. And Jerry, you can be found at Cloudy Lobby. And um, I believe that is everything. Um, so yeah, here is Samuel Chase uh, talking to us at ChaseCon, and um, you guys take care. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Hello everyone, my name is Samuel J. Chase. I'm the owner of ChaseCon Expo here in Saratoga Springs, New York on the date April 25th, 2015. It's happening all around us right now, ChaseCon is. How are you feeling about it so far? I'm feeling really good, you know, I mean, you're always kind of nervous because of the pre-sale tickets, you know, and then you, and then the actual people that are going to show on up, and then I realized 
like the entire community freaking showed. You yeah, know? nice. So, yeah, this is a good turnout. It's a no, very it nice crowd. Really good. Everybody seems to be happy that we've been talking to coming through. A lot of cosplayers uh, walking all over the place. Looks like the cosplay contest is going to be pretty epic because there's a bazillion people signed up for it already. Oh, so. oh yeah, it's going to be sick. It's going to be filmed. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a Star Wars uh, cos fight going on right in the other room behind us. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, One of the guys from New York Jedi is in there. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We we sat down. Yep. And talked Moses, to Moses is a great and, guy. Uh, Moses, Tico yes, already. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. No, this is a great thing that you managed to pull together. It's, it's beautiful. We're glad we're part of it, too. We thank you. Thank I know, you. I know. Uh, last night when we saw you, we were a little bit stressed. Uh, seems I, like that's, that's you seeming a better, better headspace right now. I, I want to let everybody know that unless this is my only job, because I have three, um, if, if this was my only job, I wouldn't have had a problem being at the pre-party. The problem was is I was at the pre-party, and I'm thinking, I have a con tomorrow, and yeah. I'm at a party. But it's kind of part of the job, though. It is. I had to show on. Yeah, exactly. um, But it was it was rather scary because it's like I was just like I have to go because you know I I had to pick Brutus up and Brutus had a really good time. So yeah, well, yeah, I saw Brutus. I got got a picture with him uh, earlier. I I still got to get a picture with Kit. Actually, I got to hop inside Kit pretty soon because. Kit, ladies and gentlemen, is here, so you'll probably see pictures of me geeking out inside of Kit. Yep. Uh, everybody's already seen us geeking out with Brutus and heard our interview with Brutus uh, earlier um, in one of the earlier episodes. Um, as far as, uh, are, you, are you getting a little bit of downtime after this? Or are you going straight, like, all out, trying to plan other stuff? Uh, we are trying to plan some other things, but nothing more than what was... The worst thing was this morning. So. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> Sam's mom, yeah. my mom is here. Just Susan showed up. Chase. Just say, say hello, Ma. Say Come hello. On. Hello. Hi, Mom. Oh, there she is. This is the woman that birthed <laughs> me into you. the world. So, th- yeah. this is the reason why all this is happening. The guy's been putting some good stuff together <laughs> here. So... <laughs> But yeah, so we're really happy to uh, that my mom just showed on up. So very nice. And we probably shouldn't keep system. you any further at this point. Yeah, I, so. yeah, I know so you got a lot to do, but uh, we really appreciate you having us here. Obviously, hey, it's been awesome. You guys and, are uh, always welcome to ChaseCon Expo. That's good, man. Thank you very much. You up on that, so. All right, and yeah, make sure that's on the recording. All right. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, sounds right. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys. All right, have a great day. Bye.